hello, welcome. This is the Real Football Podcast. I'm your host, Lenny, a.k.a. Lenny G. And I have the amazing privilege today to welcome my very, very first guest, a fantastic friend of mine, Expo The Dawn. He is in the studio today. He is the king of the East, the greatest rapper of all time, Spring's finest. Expo, please say hello to the ladies and gentlemen out there listening in the world. Yes, sir. What up? What up, my dog? Appreciate the welcome. Appreciate the fantastic um, introduction. I go by the name of Expo. My real name is Tatongwenya, but Expo is my rap name. Um, I actually had the name since primary school, I think. Um, but yeah, um, it usually was, initially it was Killer Expo, and then I removed the killer. So I stuck with the Expo. But yeah, um I'm so excited, actually, to be um, the very first guest on this amazing podcast um, because I know both of us are lovers of football. We are lovers of the beautiful game, and um, yeah, I'm just I'm just really excited, and I appreciate the opportunity and the platform to be able to to grace the people with my voice. I I think the people will love your voice. Um, it's great to have you on here. Now, the very first thing I'm going to ask you, Mr. Expo. The Springs' very own is you are a grown adult man and you support a very, very interesting team. Uh, please tell the people which team you support and more importantly, how did you become a supporter of this team? I am a su- proud supporter, I would say. Um, proud. The very best team, arguably, in the world, in world football, um, Manchester City. Um, regardless of what happened yesterday, I know we'll get into it. Manchester is still blue. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a proud Man City fan. I've been a fan since 2009, um, as far as I can remember. So yeah, that's the team I support and I'm behind my boys. Uh, my blood is blue. So I'm, and- I even got my t-shirt on right now, but yeah, I'm, I'm a Man City fan. Uh, until you die, until you die. But I'm curious to know, how, how did you choose Manchester City? In 09, it was the top four, peak top four. You didn't choose Arsenal. You didn't choose United. Yep. You didn't choose, yep. you didn't make the wisest decision you could have ever made and choose Liverpool. You didn't choose <laughs> Chelsea. You chose Man City. How did, how yes, did you sir. make that decision? So how it came about is I was basically in grade 10, 2009, right? And um, it was around the time the money really came in, you know. Um, so it was 2009 and obviously football was a really big thing in high school. And, you know, you'd find Chelsea fans, a lot of Man United and Arsenal fans, a few Liverpool fans, you know, here and there. And the guys used to ask me, um, locally I support Mamelodi Sundowns. Uh, that's what I grew up supporting and watching I think because of my father because he's a big Sundowns fan but um, internationally I don't have a team I always admired teams overseas you know um, I've always admired your Man United's your your Arsenal's your Liverpool's your Real Madrid's of course but I didn't really um, have a team where I felt like I belonged to and I started watching Man City games you know, um, I started watching the games. I started 
becoming in tune with the Premier League a lot more. And um, I remember we we still had Benjani. Um, was it Benjani and Arebayo at the time, right? Um, I mean, I mean, bro, like you Craig Bellamy's like um, yeah, number Rocky eleven, Santa Adam Cruz. Johnson. Roque Santo Cruz, right? Your Silvino at, <laughs> at left back. Like for me, it was, it was, it, 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 like it felt, it felt organic, bro. Like it felt really organic. Like I was trying to um, really um, cipher which team I belong. And and City was top pick for me, you know, um, since 2009. Unfortunately, my old Instagram, I deleted a few pics from back in the day but yeah you you'd see me posting your your david silvers there your your carlos tevez over there of course the greatest man city player of all time sergio aguero um obviously um and yeah i kind of fell in love with city back then um because of the way they were playing number one number two i knew they weren't the top dogs at the time but i saw a lot of potential in them i saw um I saw a lot of potential growth with the club overall, um, and also in a competitive sense. Like I, I knew that I knew that they would kind of like be there up there one day, you know. So I was like, no, I'm gonna stick with this team, and this is the team I support. So I was officially a Man City fan in 2009. Mm. That's, yes, that's, that's an interesting story. Now. You have seen magnificent teams come and go when it comes to City. You're in the midst of a real title fight this year. Uh, you guys have gone up against my team quite a bit. My team is completely off the boil. Well, well th this particular episode is going to be about the title fights. I'm not even going to mention them. It's It's been that kind yeah. of year. But uh, City are there and thereabouts now. They went up against a resurgent Man United team. We both hate United. We can't stand Definitely, to see them doing yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, what is your overall take from the game yesterday? I have my own take. I'll get into that a little bit. I want to hear what you have to say about that. Um, okay, first of all, I'm not. I'm no hater. Uh, congratulations to to Manchester United for winning yesterday. Supporting um, of you. In, t in terms of whether it was a win based on merit is another topic. Um, but my overall take yesterday, unfortunately, I missed the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, yeah, we, we kind of have power issues here in South Africa. So um, I had to go and find an alternative venue to, to go watch the match. But uh, from what I've seen and from what, um, I gauged on the football match. Um, first half, it wasn't the greatest of halves. Um, you know, City, typical City, they have a lot of possession. But I think in terms of um, the, the the top half of the pitch, I don't think we've done enough uh, in terms of us really showing that hunger and desire to win the game. Um, significant off players this season. I think we would delve deeper into this, but uh, the likes of of KDB, um, mm. he's he's quite off this season. Uh, Full Foden didn't have a good game yesterday. Um, my defense is not really looking as solid 
compact or resolute at the moment. So yeah, there's quite a few niggles here, and and I mean, I mean, Ruben Diaz is the significant um, injury, uh, which I think does contribute to the performance of the team, especially in defensive sense, because Ruben Diaz does have that leadership quality in him, like in terms of rowing up the boys, rallying them up, you know, and kind of like making sure that everyone knows what they're doing, everyone um, knows their they jobs, their positions, and what they need to do, right? So, um, but nonetheless, um, I think uh, a Man City side that started yesterday still has the quality to to grind out any result, to, to kind of get a win, um, regardless of, you know, that, that injury to, to Ruben Diaz. So... I think first half, nah, not that great from from City's perspective. Um, I expected a lot, uh, a much better second half. We started we started the second half a lot better, you know. Um, obviously we contained the ball a lot, but we we kind of like showed a real will and desire to go forward and try find the opening goal. Um, obviously it came through Grealish. Um, from from a pass on the right, I think it was Walker, if I'm not mistaken, who who crossed I the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Carl Walker, or mm. was it? Um, yeah, yeah. So it came in from the right, um, square ball into the box, and it found the head of Grealish. Fantastic. Um, from then onwards, I thought we'd have momentum. Yeah, and... you know what? It was De Bruyne. Oh, it was De Bruyne. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. and yeah, De Bruyne linking up there. And then boom. No, no, sorry about that. Sorry Grealish. about that. Yeah, definitely. So so KDB puts it in the box. Grealish scores the goal. I'm thinking now, now the tides have turned, right? Now we're going to push for a second goal. Now we're going for it. Um, But yeah, unfortunately, it, it, it didn't go that way. Um, You, you obviously had a very controversial equalizer from Man United. Um, Your controversial is putting it lightly. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That one was a f- that was a terrible. That was a wow. I couldn't believe it. I it was one of those where even though you by yourself, uh, I was watching literally on my phone. And I was like, ah, yeah. ah making a noise because that was yeah, oh, bro. Like that was because for me when at first glance, right, the ball came through ball towards Rashford. I'm like, Rashford is. Definitely offside. There's no, no question. question about that, right? No question, right? And then, upon replay, I see that Rashford didn't touch the ball. He kind of like, sort of, you know, made a gesture of him chilling back, like allowing Bruno uh, to, to, to finish it off. Bruno was not offside. He was not offside. Um, I think Ake and probably Akanji played Bruno on, right? Mm. But Rashford was definitely offside. I know the rule is that if you interfere with play, um, if you are offside, if you interfere with play, um, then you you definitely offside. But now the question is, did Marcus Rashford really interfere with play? Doc, um, there's no question. He's literally he's running with the ball. And Akanji, you can see the entire defense. Akanji yes. specifically is is he's he's positioning himself so that he can then affect Rashford but he also knows that Rashford is offside so 
in that situation, that flag needs to go up. Like go up, yeah. Bro, I don't understand. Like that shit, I couldn't believe it. And then VAR didn't touch it. Like wow. Yeah, no, there, there was another one. There was another wow that, that VAR didn't even review that that decision, right? Um, but regardless, we we it's it's all square now. One one. I'm thinking in my mind, like, no. This might potentially end up being a draw or City getting a second, right? Mm. And then yeah, you get you get this um this this Argentine kid, um born in Spain, number 49, Ganacho, coming from the left. Um bit of skill in the box, crosses a square ball to Rashford. It's 2-1 Man United. From that point onwards, I kind of knew in my heart like it was an intuitive feeling that it's done, it's over. Mm. But then again, on the flip side, this is Man City we're talking about. Like These are the comeback. We've literally witnessed City come back in a matter of seconds and minutes, right? Fair. Against all odds. So um, I kind of thought that, okay, there was a little, there was that half pint of hope in me, but mm. I kind of knew that, nah, this is done, bro. Like, this is, <laughs> you know what I mean? This is it. And, um, you know, at the time I was with, um, I mean, one of our mutual friends, Wongs, he's a heavy United fan. Mm. And uh, he's there with his T-shirt on. I'm there with my T-shirt on, you know. Um, for 90 minutes, we mortal enemies. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it, it it was kind of it was kind of um heartbreaking, disheartening. But at the same time, um you can say you low key expect that because City has been on a decline and you know we haven't really been at our best, at our optimum, right? Um Doug, that's especially a, that's recent a games. Perfect that's a perfect segue because this is one of those things that a lot of people who are seeing Liverpool's decline, they've been like, okay, you guys have been doing the, you know, 90 point seasons. You guys went, were in every single competition until yeah. the end last year. Definitely. And I had this question mark over City coming into the season. They got rid of Jesus, got rid of Zinchenko, got rid of um, Sterling. Now, Sterling, yes. Yeah. I can see that they need that they need a refresh, but uh, I don't know. I figured Haaland would do what he did, what he's doing. Twenty-one goals, sixteen games—that's fucking wild. That's amazing, though. I figured City might also run into the same problem because you guys were neck and neck with us, or not? No, we were neck and neck with you guys because you guys beat us those two fucking seasons by one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I figured shout out to that. Shout out to Sergio Aguero. <laughs> Constanza, you're a girl. Um, because he always scored against us, but uh, outside of that, um, I'm curious to know. So, you said that City on decline now. Do you think that's there's no question about it, and you, you guys can't make up that eight point gap? Because we'll speak about Arsenal, the, the North London derby, in a bit. They're eight points clear of you guys right now, Great. level on games, 20, 20 games to go. Do you think that Pep can squeeze out of a team that's already won the title twice in a row? Very exhausting uh, process. Do you think the Kevin De Bruyne's, the Mahrez's, the Gundogan's, the John Stones, Jao Cancelo, yeah. do you think they can, yeah, yeah. He, Pep can rile them up to have another go to chase down another team? 
eight points clear? Um, look, like I, for me, I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I'll never rule out a Man City. Um, not only because I'm a fan, but also because the standards that this team has set for itself, right? Um, the the accolades that we have achieved these these past few seasons, I, I will never ever rule out Man City overturning um, the kind of like downward slope that we are in right now. Mm. Um, it's not impossible, but definitely it would come with a lot of challenges because right now we are talking about a Kevin De Bruyne who's a little bit of form. Um, we're talking about an Erling Haaland who has come in that club and he's done fantastic However, there have been those dry spells, a few dry spells, you know, um, in, 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 in big games. Um, I'd, I'd count the Liverpool game as well. Um, obviously, yesterday's game. Um, he's, not, he's not obviously the type of striker who can do it all on his own, right? Mm. He, he, he's definitely not a kind of something like a Harry Kane who you can definitely get a goal out of him from nothing, out of nowhere, with... Mm. With, with minimal support or supply, right? Or, or Kylian Mbappe in, in that respect. So um, Erling Haaland needs to be fed. He definitely needs to be fed. Um, he definitely needs the support. Um, we need to bang those crosses in. We need to um, um, supply those through balls. Um, he's not a slouch either, so he, he's quite quick on, 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 on the acceleration. He's not a slouch, definitely. He's a big guy. Um, tall guy, but he's he's definitely not a slouch. So um, right now, I think it's a matter of uh, Pep Guardiola going back to basics, um, going back to the drawing board and telling these boys, reminding these boys who they are. Because I think also this game is more a psychological and mental one um, as well. Uh, as as a physical game, right? So mm. it, it 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 it's also in your mind. Like if you have the mental strength, the emotional resilience, right? Psychologically, have that edge and say, "Now we are Man City. We are champions, back to back champions, right? We 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 have some sort of dominance over this league." And you know the stats. The stats are there. The numbers are there. Um, we. We, we, we've taken this league so much um, in the past, I would say, in the past five, six years. Um, you know what I mean? So I think just to rile the boys up and work on their psyche, mm -hmm. work on the mentality, right? Because the abilities are there. Like the boys are able to, to, to deliver and produce. It's not a matter of like, are they able to produce or not? No, the ability is there, right? Mm. We have arguably one of the best midfielders in world football, right? Arguably one of the best strikers in world football. So for me, it's not really about the quality of the team. Like the quality is there, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? Like all, for, for us, it's, it's more of we need to get riled up. We need to be motivated again. We need to have the hunger and the drive again to really go at it because 
20 games is quite a lot. A lot can happen in 20 games, right? Um, and and definitely no discredit to Arsenal um, or any other teams in, in in the top in the top half of the of the of the log. Um, it's possible that you know they they might also drop points as well. But I think the main thing the main thing for us is work on us, work on our game. We don't have control over what another team does. We don't have control over what Man U, Newcastle, Arsenal, Liverpool, or Chelsea does, right? But we have control over what we can do. And I feel like... This, yeah, This is go the ahead. wisdom of Expo right here. You sound like a, a world-class manager. You sound like... <laughs> right now. Jose Mourinho in 2005, in his prime. Talking about it is bright, definitely. Um, and all these kinds of things. Um, if I, quick question. If I would, quick, yeah. My bad. Uh, quick last question, and then we're going to move on to United and then Arsenal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes or no? Does Pep get it done? Do you guys repeat? Are you guys going to win the title? Yes or no, right now? No. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. That's no. interesting. That's interesting. Um, okay. Then I have an, a follow-up question that I'll get to a little bit later. Now, considering the log the way that it is right now, United, very big win. They've been on a fantastic run. Marcus Rashford is they've playing been in, skin. He's wow. basically the he's one of the best players right now in the league, honestly. Exactly. Like, hot Marcus is ridiculous hot right now. Ridiculous. Yeah. They are one point behind City right now. Would you consider them in the title race? And can you see what what do you make of their squad? What do you make of their team? What do you make of Eric Ten Hag? As of now, United have been in fantastic form. I don't even mm. want to lie. Um, I hate their guts, you know. Mm. I think they're shit team. I don't know why. I'm just <laughs> a hater, but like um I I, I do genuinely think that. They are in the title race. Um, they kind of had a rocky and shaky start to the season, but they really picked up right now. And um, a few also controversial issues. CR7 um, himself leaving the club and um, them being in need of a striker, etc. But I would say I would consider them as title contenders. As of now, um, I think Eric Ten Hag has come in that team and he's basically asked for the resources, you know, the type of players he wants in that team. And fair enough, I mean, he's got a couple of players, you know, that, 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 he, that he wants and that is ideal for him. Um, the likes of Casemiro, obviously, um, that's a no-brainer. One, one, of the, one of the best CDMs we've seen um, in world football, in Europe. Um you know, he got, obviously, um, Antony as well mm. um, in the club. Yeah. They got uh, Martinez as well. So, I, I mean, these are not bad players, right? These are not like terrible Christian players. Eriksen. Christian, Christian Eriksen as well. Oh, I mean, proven in the Premier League. Um, came back from, from um, he came back from Italy. Mm. And he, he came into a Brentford side that you're, he was, yeah, now nah, he was, he was kind of pulling strings in that club. Um, they got Ericsson as well. So, I mean, these, these are proven players. These are quality players. And 
with with Eric Ten Hag, I think he's got the right vision, bro. I I I really feel like he's got the right direction for this football club. And obviously, I don't think he has every single player he would actually desire to be at Man United right now. But with Man what United. he has, definitely with what he has, with what he has right now, uh, I think I think they they can really give City. Newcastle, um, Arsenal a run for their money as well. Because, I mean, they still need to play Newcastle. They still need to play um, Arsenal as well. So, yeah. Um, I mean, anything can happen. This is football. It's a really funny game. You know, but I, I would I would, I would uh, consider Man United as as uh, title contenders. Oof. You hate Definitely. It. I, yeah, I yeah, hate no, to I, even I, think I, about I it. To, I hate to say it, bro. They, you know they could I mean? have went at least another 10 years without with <laughs> in the conversation. Hello, Joe. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, okay. Ah, oh, that it's, feels terrible in the mouth to say it, but so Man United stingy. are <laughs> in the title race. Wow. That's from a Liverpool and City supporter. So, you know, you know, it's genuine. You know, it's genuine. Yeah. You know, it's genuine. Um. Okay. So, this team that you guys are trying to catch now we mentioned arsenal they're flying arteta has been doing a a magnificent job after two years of finishing eighth twice i feel like last season they really should have made top four they didn't this season the pressure was on he's delivering he's over delivering delivering at the moment top of the league eight points clear they've only lost once to united just once um, they beat Liverpool for the first time in a while. They have yet to play City. I, I'm, those are probably, I'm really, really anticipating those games. What's your take on Arsenal right now? And where do you see them finishing? Actually, before that question, what's your take on Arsenal? And who's the player, one player, who stands out the most in that team? Um, Arsenal are in incredible form. Arsenal are playing the best football of their life. Arsenal are playing like Arsenal, but they're delivering, they're scoring goals, they're being resolute at the back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, they, Arsenal is producing results. Arsenal is getting points, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we, 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 we'd we expect the Gunners to kind of like start off really hot. And I mean, towards mid-season, around festive times, towards you know, the, 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 the following year and the lots of parts of the season. We'd expect them to to kind of like start dropping points, being Arsenal, typical Arsenal, yes. but yes. we've seen none of that this season. Um, I've, I'm still waiting. Like, I look at Arsenal games. I watch that team play, waiting for them to drop points. You know, no no draw at Newcastle wasn't enough for me. I thought Newcastle could have, you know, like at least <laughs> one goal, bro, like they make these guys lose points. These guys are not losing points, Lenny. These guys are are flying right now. Low key, running on adrenaline, bro. And mm. um, they, yeah, no, 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 they're fantastic this season. Um, they have signed players that you know we've seen in the Premier League. We've seen Zinchenko. We've seen uh, Gabriel Jesus. And I mean Arteta, former Ghana himself, Ghana through and through. 
um, what he's done with those boys. I mean, they're young boys. It's, it's quite a young squad, and what he what he's doing with that squad is amazing to watch. As much as I hate that team, I really I, like I really dislike Arsenal. They've always been that team that I knew that now nah, we're gonna whoop their ass. Definitely. You know what like, I mean? I like they one of those teams. They one of those teams. I'm like, nah, that like the kind of I'm that's three points for sure. Like I'm whooping Arsenal, bro. <laughs> but right now, mm-mm, I'm 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 not too sure. I'm I'm not too sure. Um in terms of um Sorry, sorry. What was your second question? The one player, one player who stands oh, out the most. That's to be Martin, bro. Martin Odegaard, bro. Agreed. Odegaard, definitely. Agreed. Definitely. I don't know. Um, Martin Odegaard right now, he he might uh, definitely be top three in the league. Best players right now. Um, I'd you mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. so you mean overall players in the league right now? So yeah, yeah. Overall, it, right now, Ooh. yes, I definitely put Martin in the top three. He's getting those goals. He's getting those assists, bro. Yes, yes, he's he getting is. those goals. He's getting those those assists. He's got the captain's armband, bro. Mm. Um, definitely, Martin Odegaard is 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 that one player that stands out for me. Um, in that Arsenal team, um, and he had a good game as well today. Um, so yeah, not, not definitely Martin Martin Odegaard. Is a player that stands out for me right now in that Arsenal that's team. That's pretty wild because I, I was thinking about this watching the game earlier, and I've yeah, he's the one. He's the one guy. He has eight goals and five assists right now, definitely halfway through definitely. the season. He's leading a young team, unprecedented run right now that they're on. Young man, I mean, he he was at Madrid for a while. He didn't didn't really make it. Didn't really happen for him. Alone a yeah. lot. You thought, okay, yeah. he was hyped when he was a teenager. He goes to Arsenal and he's showing us what a modern 10 can be. Correct. I think there was one, there was one like situation there where they tried to play him a through ball and he gets on the end of it. It was a counter in the in this game just now. They play him a through ball and he's he gets to the through ball. And my first thought was Raquel Me. You remember Raquel Me from Real Argentina. Classic number 10. There's no chance in hell that Raquel Me would ever get that ball. But Odegaard got there. Got there. That's what a modern number 10 should be. He's amazing, bro, right now. Fantastic. Um, You can't fault fault Odegaard right now, bro. Um, You can't fault uh, any of the Arsenal players right now in their squad. You know, but yeah, definitely Martin uh, stands out for me right now in that Arsenal team, and um, it, it it it's getting quite spooky. It's getting quite scary in terms of what they're doing and what they can potentially achieve in terms of where they finish. I'm still not too convinced that they will win this league, um, because I think I still have that thing in my mind whereby I'm like, this is Arsenal. They can really fuck this up, you know what I mean? They can. They definitely they can. They can, right? But right now, as of right now, bro, um, as much as it sucks for me to say this, it's really theirs to lose. You know, Absolutely. it's really theirs to lose. Um, the eight points clear, the top uh, one loss, uh, bro. I, I mean, regardless whether they win the league or not, this was a fantastic season for Arsenal Football Club. Um, the league will be the cherry on top. If they do win the league, it would be well-deserved. But even if they don't win the league, 
they looked really scary and they really made things interesting mm. in the Premier League this season. So um, I'm not too convinced 100% they will win the league, though. I think okay. that's just so, my opinion. So if they don't win the league, why? What What's about them right now that you see that would make you make that puts that doubt in your mind? What's where in that team? Maybe it's Arteta. Maybe it's something. What something makes you think that they might not win it? You know, it's a very good question, bro. Because right now, uh, Jesus is out. Um, mm. Gabriel Jesus, um, and they got Enkatia up front, mm-hmm. um, but they're still delivering, right? Um, yeah. They they they're still delivering, even if Enkatia doesn't score. But someone else will score. It will be Saka or the God. Uh, Martinelli, someone will score, right? Mm. Or random uh, Gabriel corner, and then he flicks in the header, and then it's a fucking goal. But yeah, somebody, somebody um, in that team will definitely get the goal. But what I do see potentially is number one fatigue, mm. number two potential injuries, mm. um, the possible injuries that they could get um, in that team. Um, but in terms of those are the main two things that I, I think would make them kind of drop points and drop their standards. But in terms of the players and how they are playing as a team, I can't really fault them much. You know, I can't fault um, any of the back line. I can't fault um, the midfield and the forwards, especially the forwards because they've been on fire. I mean, they're really in song right now. Um, um the, the the Arsenal's front line. So I think those are the main things. Just fatigue, bro, playing the same team over and over because they don't have much depth in terms mm. of replacing the quality they have on the pitch versus what they have on the bench, right? So they don't have that depth and that quality, you know, like a city who, if you're taking out De Bruyne or a Rodri, you're putting in a Calvin Phillips, you're putting in a uh, Aikai Kundugan, you know, like they don't have that type of depth, right? So potentially, you know, an injury to Gabriel or Saliba, you know, Saka, yeah, for me it's Thomas Partey. If, if Thomas, Thomas Partey, Partey goes down, goes down then yeah, it's a that's problem. a big, big problem. Definitely. Um, yeah, the only thing, the only thing that's really that I could doubt of them is the intangible. It's experience, Joe. Uh, this is something mm, I mean, mm, in our mm. in our chats like even going back before like just general chats i'd always be like yeah. liverpool had to go through that 2018 uh champions league final loss to get it yeah. again in 2019 city had to i think you guys had one of those seasons where you came second that and then yes, you had to um, go on and then win it after that. Yeah, win it after was that, yeah. 2012, yeah. 2013, where you guys, I, I think you came second that season. No, wait. Oh, no, I'm, no, no, no. What, what I'm saying is nonsense. Never mind, never mind. Um, But you guys did have to go and win that FA Cup. And Arteta has won that trophy, which was which is that validation that, okay, yes, I'm doing something correctly, but this isn't that same team. And... When it's when we're talking about game week thirty five, game week thirty six, where it's tough, your legs are you're you're exhausted, and yeah, we've seen it with so. with our two teams where last season Liverpool we won basically every single game going into the final two games, and 
every single game we went one nil down because these guys were exhausted and you could see that absolute, like the fatigue yeah if arsenal can overcome that because like you said that's mental if arsenal can overcome that i think they'll do it but you need to have players in there who have experienced that before and they do have that they have zinchenko they have gabriel jesus so that's yeah. a problem that's a problem for everyone else in the league because they have winning, a winning mentality in that team. But if Thomas Partey goes they down... They are winners. Yeah, they do have winners. They have winners. But if Thomas Partey goes down, oh, that's, that's a problem. That's trouble. That's, that's trouble. I don't if think Shaka can... Down. Ramsdale has been fantastic also. I think for, for while you're on that, Ramsdale's performance today was amazing. He was outstanding today. Uh, Ramsdale, I think, has been really good ever since going into that um, that Arsenal team. Um, you know, I mean, they let go of Bernd Leno. Um, they they let go of Martinez. But Ramsdale has really just been so good in that Arsenal team. And, I mean, kudos Even to him, bro. Even with his feet. Even with his Even feet. Th- in the exactly. passing, the build-up play, saves, like, yo... Aye, that's back to France. Arteta has built a, a fantastic team. Definitely, fantastic. that's Sesenyong. That's it. I thought Sesenyong is definitely on a score there. Um, and it was brilliant play from Spurs, but yo, some some individual brilliance from the keeper there. Um, Ramsdale, yeah, he he he's really been in inspired form. I think Arsenal they are just in inspired form as a team as a whole. Um, the organization, I'm sure right now, um, you know, they, um, I'm sure even before games, uh, the guys are not even touching their wives. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's that serious. Like, you know what I mean? It's that serious. Like, no, this is, this is our goal right now. We need this, you know, but I don't think they came into the season thinking now we're winning this thing. I think they came in the season, um, with the mentality of, we're going to be very competitive. We're going to be very stubborn and we're going to go for it. Like we won't give up. We'll keep pushing. And I mean, they've, they overachieving right now. I'm sure that mm-hmm. those weren't the objectives or rather the deliverables set out for, for Mikel Arteta, you know? And I'm going to say this though. Arsenal is my child in the sense that Mikel Arteta Comes from us. <laughs> he comes. He learned from the best. We gave them Zinchenko. We gave them Gabriel Jesus. They play like me. They they are poor man's Man City. But right wow. now, right now, they, they, I mean, I, I can't fault them. But the hater in me had to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to the Gunners fans, man. I just had to put it out there. Get, get that off your chest, there. Definitely, they're, your, definitely. they're your copycats. Your 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 younger brother, eh? Yeah, no, 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 that's my kid, bro. That's my kid, bro. <laughs> nah, that's my kid. Right now, I gave him, I gave them Zinni. I gave them Gabriel. I miss Gabriel. I loved, I loved Gabriel, even though a lot of other people would, would discredit him. Um, actually, there's one guy I know who's a staunch Arsenal fan who talked, sh- who spoke shit about Gabriel. Oh man! Now he's quiet, right? <laughs> He's quiet, They're top of now, the like, league. They're top of yeah, the league. What else can he say? Like, yeah, but he used to talk nonsense about Gabriel in a city shirt, right? But yeah, there's no more nonsense now. But like, um, yeah, no, 
um, Arsenal, I don't really see, I don't see it. I don't see the Gunners lifting that trophy, but also I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, so let's then... hope they can overcome those factors we mentioned. Word, 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 word. Um, for the Gunners fans who have been suffering for 19 years. Um, so if you, all right, right this instance, most teams are in 18 games, 19 games. Who's winning yeah. the league? Final question. Who's winning the league? I think, um, for me, uh, uh, you know, like a really amazing underdog story. Newcastle United. Newcastle United. Like for me, nah. Ex Whoa, they, they... Expo. Wait, hold on. Expo. Expo. You just said that Newcastle United are going to win the league this year. That's it. Like that's your final decision. I'm not that's saying. It. I'm not saying Newcastle. I'm saying I would like to see that happen. Okay. But in terms of who's taking the league, uh, I mm. think um, yours truly, Man City will take this league. I think we will overcome um, these these niggles, these obstacles faced. I think it's a, it's an us problem that mm. we need to fix internally. Mm. We have the ability. We have the players. Um, we have Erling Haaland, bro. Like we we have a really potent weapon in that team, and um, I'd like to see Julian Alvarez as well come in more, playing more games. Um, World Cup winner, of course, and I think you know Ruben coming back from injury, Stones coming back, having my full squad, um, having the full squad, my full club going into Europe, the Champions League. Um, no, nah, nah, I think I think we, we, we might actually take this league um, against all odds right now. Even though you said about 25 minutes ago that no, you don't think City are going to win the league. City win the league. Yeah, for, for me, I got to stick to my guns, bro. Like, I got to stick to my boys. Like, even though sometimes you may doubt because of the circumstances at hand, mm -hmm. but... I don't know, bro. You you, you kind of need to have some hope, right? You kind of need to 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 have that that bit of hope that no, actually we can do this, right? It, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it it's all in the mind. Like, it's all in the mind. We still need to pay, play the Gunners twice. Mm -hmm. That six points. Mm -hmm. That they're dropping six points. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it now. Um, and the other three points, someone will sort them out. Liverpool will sort them out. Emmanuel will sort them out. They might even draw against Brentford. Who knows? But yeah, no, I think I think I think I'm, I'm gonna stick to my boys, Blue Blood, all the way. Well, there you the have blue moon, it. There you the blue moon. The blue moon is always rising, guys. The oh, blue, blue moon, moon is always rising. Always oh. rising. Yeah. I don't like that I said those words. Um, <laughs> That's there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much to Expo for joining me on this episode. Before we get going, Expo, do you have any shout outs, any last word, anything? Um, first of all, I just want to appreciate uh, you having me, sir. This is obviously the best number one sports, sports podcast, Football with Lenny. I encourage everyone to share, I encourage everyone to tell their friends and their aunts and their brothers and sisters that they need to tune into this podcast, especially football fans, football lovers all around the world. We're here to support my brother here. And yeah, and I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate uh, you guys having me here on this platform. It's been fantastic. It was a great talk. 
And yeah, I hope they listen. Um, by the way, um, as Lenny mentioned earlier on, I am a music artist, hip hop artist, a musician based in Johannesburg, South Africa. Um, pressure's on all platforms right now. The sky's in my future's on all platforms right now. Please go listen to that. You can get it on iTunes, Apple Music, um, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. And yeah, I'll be I'll be definitely dropping more music this year. So you can you can look forward to some expo, um, some new music dropping from expo this season. I mean, sorry, <laughs> this season because uh, we're on that football chat. But yeah, this year, definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, blessings, my dog. I appreciate it. And yeah. There you have it, folks. There you have it, folks. Support Expo The Dawn out on all platforms. Pressure. The sky's in my future. The sky is in my future. Thank you very much, sir. You heard it here, folks. Please have a fantastic time. You have a blessed day whenever this podcast reaches your ears. And take care.